welcome to Combustible, the podcast. Uh, we've got the whole gang here, uh, Shane, Pabell, Hatch, and Bill. And our topic for today is what is it that makes a good firefighter? Uh, the question came up. We were uh, talking about what are those things that uh, we think make a good firefighter and uh, how that may change uh, through your career. All right, so uh, this is a first for Combustible. We've got our new uh, recording equipment, and we have the ability to take call-in uh, uh, call-ins from uh, some of our listeners. And we've got Lieutenant Danny Dwyer on the phone, and we're talking about uh, what makes a good firefighter. Danny, what what in your opinion is what makes a good firefighter? Uh, you know, it's it's evolved over the years. I guess um, before you guys hit record, we kind of discussed. Um, you know, you you have different views as you progress through your career. Um, I think when I first started, uh, you know, looking back now with all the new information we've got, you know, the nastier, saltier guy that I saw, I, that that went a long way in my book. Um, you know, the guy that would push in a little bit deeper, not necessarily take crazy risks, but would go a little bit above and beyond. Uh, the normal, I guess the norm. Um, and as I got, I, I got a little bit older and, you know, I came on the job at 19 years old. So I definitely became an adult somewhat just in actually in the last year or two, but really <laughs> I became an adult on the job. I think that's still probably out for debate. It, it very well could be depending on in which circles you're asking. I'm just teasing. <laughs> but, um, you know, I kind of, uh, over the years as I matured and I, progressed through different ranks and different positions on the fire department, my, my views kind of changed. Um, I would say that sometime in 2012 was a big, um, a big milestone in my career. I did have um, one incident that I was uh, the first in officer on that kind of went sideways because of my own mistakes. And it wasn't that I just chose poorly, but at the time I, I really took a step back and decided I needed to kind of, you know, evolve a little bit more and really put some more thought into what I was doing. And I've always been one of those people that you know, wanted to go as far as I could and learn as much as I could in the fire service. But, you know, um, I guess my uh, street smarts caught up with my book smarts at one point or another. But, you know, now looking back, I think, you know, some of the guys that are, you know, as far as I'm concerned now, I guess 20 years in and, and as a lieutenant for the last five, um, you know, a guy that, you know, of course shows up to work on time, has a good, Work ethic, you know, um, I've heard somebody say recently that 90% of this job is hard, the rest I can teach you. Um, you know, so now my thoughts is what is a good firefighter? You know, a guy that shows up that wants to learn, that, you know, basically doesn't stop moving for most of the day. You know, is always eager to go out and help the guys wash the rooms and learn more about the job and, and just want to know um, and explore every facet that I did um, a long time ago. Not saying that I was, you know, a great, I know I had a lot of, you know, of course, made a lot of mistakes and continue to make mistakes. Um, but overall, yeah, it, it changes. Uh, I feel like I'm kind of talking in circles here, but it definitely well, changes every year. Well, you mentioned you know, when I was, everything that you've kind of listed, none of that stuff is true tactical firefighting, you know, like being able to pull hose or being able to mm-hmm. throw a 35 foot ladder or, a, you know, a, a handle a two and a half by yourself or something like that. So was there a point when you kind of, thought in those terms about being a good firefighter? Oh, absolutely. And I guess I kind of skipped a, a bit of a, a you know, a, a probably a five to seven year time gap there. Um, you know, when I, fir- I first started in a small um, department outside of Atlanta. And so, you know, the fire duty wasn't super busy, but we did train a lot and practice a lot. When we had fires, they went, you know, they went well for right. the most part that I can remember. Um, but yeah, at the time it was like, you know, 
how far in can I push? You know, can I throw a 35? Can I throw a 28? You know, on my own, can I, you know, I was a competitive person and probably too much pride at a lot of times. But, you know, when I'm stretching hose, just even messing around with the guys, I'm kind of a quick step. You know, I try and pull it as quick as I can just because everything's kind of a competition to me. It always has been. I think that's healthy for the most part. Hey, Danny, um, let, so me, yeah. let, me, let me stop here just a second. This is yeah. Shane. <clears throat> I got a question. You just uh, said something that kind of piqued my curiosities a little bit. You said that you were kind of um, just naturally that competitive person. So if you were to break it down, I wonder if maybe that attribute of an individual, that competitive nature, is that is that kind of foundational, do you think, to that I, firefighter? I absolutely believe so. Um, you know, I think a lot of it um, – as a kid, I grew up, um, you know, playing team sports and stuff like that. So there was always, there was always some, some type of competition in there. Um, you know, so I, I grew up as, I'm, you know, one of two children. I'm the older, I've got a, a younger sister. And, you know, so there was a little bit of competition there, but not too much. But just as I got on the fire department, the people that I grew up with on the job um, at my very first apartment kind of honed, or, or instilled that in me, I guess I should say to be the best, to be better than everybody else. And, in you know, I've, I've been to, uh, I guess, probably a half dozen or so companies in the city in my career. And um, each company I was at, I never held them to the standard of the one that I was at before. I was, you know, really busy companies as a firefighter. Um, uh, one really busy company as a driver, another company that's a little bit slower. But I always, I always made sure that the guys knew, even though I came from a busier station that went to more fires, I'm like, now that I'm at this station, we're here, we're better than the guys that are, that we surround us that are surrounding us geographically. I, I wanted to do it faster, cleaner, and just be the best. That's just that's just kind of in my nature. So that being said, I guess, yeah, you know, a lot of it is is probably it's just it's just a, in, in my opinion, if you're not trying to be better than the guy next to you, then you're not giving a hundred percent, really, or one hundred ten percent. Yeah. Go ahead, Pavel. Hey, Danny, I got a, I got a question for you. So earlier you said about mm-hmm. street smarts versus uh, book smarts that you met. So right now you're in a place where they're going to come to you and they're going to say, hey, Danny, we're about to do the next recruit process and frame out for us what that perfect firefighter looks like. Because we are in the midst of, you know, the street smart versus the, the book smarts. Right. Do we want both? Do we want more of one than the other? What's necessary in today's fire service? So they come to you. And they say, kind of frame that out for us and define it a little bit. What does that perfect firefighter that that's going to come in look like? You know, honestly, and, and again, that in my mind uh, has changed a lot, especially like in the last two to three years for me personally. Um, you know, I'm one of those guys that for years like, ah, oh, you don't need a college degree to do this. You know, of course, you know, it, it does help, especially as you go on and, and become, uh, you know, in the chief officer ranks. I'm sure it does help. Um, but now, you know, I'm neither here nor there as far as education is concerned. I heard a, I was listening to a podcast uh, about a week ago. I was listening to a uh, an interview with a senior man on a truck company in New York, and he said, you know, what I said earlier, you know, 90% of this is hard. The rest we can teach you. And that's what I want. I just want somebody that's here, that is eager, that gives 110% no matter what they're doing. Scrubbing toilets, mopping the floors. You know, one thing that drives me nuts is a lack of attention to detail with a lot of younger guys that have been shown and I, and I won't bust on, on the generational thing because it's just some people were shown and some people were not but you know when you go outside when I was a driver it drove me nuts when you know we're outside washing a rig and a couple of the guys would come out and give me a hand and then you know the rig dries off and there's big 
spots where they missed because they were just flying, trying to just go through the motions instead of paying attention to what they were doing. And it got to a point where I was like, listen, unless you're going to wash this truck like you wash your car, leave me alone. Don't come out here. I'll do it because it's just, you know, I paid attention to stuff like that. I liked it when the apparatus I was operating that day looked better than everybody else's. Right. You know, and it's just, it, you know, the lack, you know, so a, a good attention to detail is, is huge to me. And then, uh, you know, other than that, just the ability to want to learn and want to progress and want to do well at this job, you know, we can, we can teach you the rest. Uh, your educational background, of course, you know, if you've got a degree, great. You know, I'm sure you can bring something to the table if you don't. If you're if you're in the trades and you're a welder or a plumber, you know I will say this: I've got I got a guy on my crew right now that's a plumber, and that guy knows what hard work is. He digs ditches on his days off, so when he's working at the right. firehouse, yep. he doesn't stop moving. No matter what he does there, it's still easier than what he's going to do the next day and what he did the day before that. So that guy knows what hard work is, and so a lot of the guys that come to us from the trades, from you know a blue collar background, they tend to appreciate. I think. Right the atmosphere and, and the work uh, that we do in the firehouse, because it is, it is a little bit easier what they're doing, you know, on their off days. Hey man, this is a hatch. So you being uh, the beginnings of becoming a boss uh, for a department, not all your firefighters are going to come to you in that, that type of frame of mind, the one oh, that, yeah. you know, the, the ideal firefighter. So what tactics do you employ to try and develop them to be something more uh, of what you want? That is a constant battle with me. Um, when I first made um, officer, I went to a very busy company. Um, it was a little bit different with some people. I, I came, I was very blessed in my career to work with a lot of just crazy type A um, psycho firemen. And I went to a crew with a lot of those guys. And then some of them were just regular guys. You know, um, there are it's a constant battle to try and motivate people that don't have the same motivations that I do. And, um, a certain captain I worked with uh, several years ago, um, I, I had a conversation with him about his lieutenant one day. I was like, does this guy not drive you insane? And he's like, Nope. You know, this guy gives me a hundred percent all the time, no matter what his hundred percent is a lot less than your hundred percent, but it still gives a hundred percent nonetheless. And you mm -hmm. just have to figure out what that percentage is for each person. Um, you can't, you can't teach somebody to have heart. You can't teach somebody to really want to do something. You just got to figure out what moves them and try and harness that the best you can and point them in the right direction. Sometimes right. it works and sometimes it doesn't. Um, doesn't necessarily I make them bad people. Was, just Right. Not at all. Not at all. They're just regular guys. You know, this, this job I think has got wide swings in either direction. You've got like super competitive, very type A, um, like I said, and then you've got some guys that are just love the job and, and want to do well at the job. They're just not going to be on their feet moving all day long. And they're not, they're the guys that you got to be like, all right, let's get outside and pull some hose. Versus a guy that comes to you and says, hey, let's go outside and pull some hose for an hour. You know, those, you know, and you're, that's going to be a constant battle. Um, I'm sure it was a battle for the generation that came before us. You know, um, I know probably some of you guys came on and I never worked with any of them, but some of the guys, you know, I hear, but they were just hard as nails that came, you know, there were Vietnam vets that came out, you know, every generation is going to have their, you know, um, super tough, just hard charging guys. And then they're going to be the other guys. And, and again, it, it's from generation to generation. It doesn't matter. I don't care where you go. It's going to be the same thing. 
Yeah, our hard charger guys are going to be guys who were there in the department before cell phones. Right, yeah. right. It's just a joke. It's just a joke. I got no laughs in here whatsoever. Everybody looked at me like, I can't believe you said that. I was just teasing. Right. So, you know, the thing is, though, is the millennials in 20 years are going to be talking about, you know, my kid. Yeah. And they're, whatever that generation that's going to be. And they're going to be complaining about them. So, um, you know, I can't say that um, it's a generational thing more than it's just a, just a work ethic. And it, maybe it's how they were raised. Maybe it's their DNA. I have no idea. I'm not a not a psychologist. Oh, we got um, a couple. So. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> we, got we have them on staff. Well. <laughs> we appreciate it, buddy. We appreciate you taking the time and uh, – Answering our questions for us. Yeah. Yeah, no worries. Thank you very much for um, reaching out to me. I appreciate it. Well, you were the only one that answered. <laughs> just kidding. Just <laughs> kidding. I actually, you're the first thing <laughs> that came to my head. Sorry. I'm just playing with you. All right. Well, listen, we really appreciate it, Danny. And um, we appreciate you giving us the non-chief perspective. And we know that you're on your way uh, to hook up with your family and go to the lake. And we, we certainly understand how important personal time is. So thanks for taking hey, the time. No, no problem, fellas. All right. All right. Bye. Talk to you soon. See you. Um, so the question is, is what makes a good firefighter? <clears throat> Bill and I were talking about this the other to day. To us individually. Uh, yeah, to us individually. I was going to walk through that just a little bit. We were, uh, we were hiking, and that kind of came up. And uh, we were hiking with a friend of ours as well. And um, it, re- it came to me pretty quick that obviously there were going to be these different perspectives you know there's going to be the firefighter perspective you know your co-worker firefighter and then there's going to be that company offer officer perspective and then there's going to be the battalion chief perspective and then so on and so on so uh, that that was the question is what makes a good firefighter and uh we reached out to uh, a local firefighter a lieutenant and uh, he gave us some pretty good uh perspective i thought and um so that's where we're at bill what do you well, I think with you know the question when it was posed to us, we were hiking with somebody else, and uh, he was asking, you know, what what did what is it that makes a good firefighter? And yeah, I mean, I, I can remember defining that differently when I was younger. You know, the, when I was a, a tailboard firefighter, it was more tactical. It was more um, somebody who was going to you know be there uh, next to me doing what I was doing and blah blah blah. And but as I've gone up in the ranks, that's definitely changed and that's not necessarily something that that i think younger firefighters want to hear it 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 might come off as a betrayal and it's it's not but because there's it they may not like may, they may not want to hear it because of the different perspective or from yeah what, it's what well, it sounds like you've you've betrayed honest to god firefighting you know and you you're you're no longer you're you're you know you're grading us on areas that we don't want to be graded on maybe you know <laughs> I don't know. Hatch, what's your? We got four people. What here. makes a good? Uh, else. What makes a good firefighter from your perspective? I, 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 I've talked about it before. I'm so stammering. Uh, so it, weird too. <laughs> <laughs> it, it. I agree with Danny. It, it. It has a lot to do with heart. You know, I and I've told people before. I can't teach courage. You have to have that in you. I can't turn a lamb into a lion. They have to. I can try and make them like we talked about the Connor as a peach. I can try and. Put him in the best version of that. You know, that it's funny that you say that because when, what he was describing is Connor's a peach. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And you know, so I, for me, it, it's that guy that is willing to do the things and be good at the job and always trying to push the needle. 
always trying to better themselves. That's what a good fireman is, is that person that doesn't sit down, is never comfortable in saying, this is as good of a fireman as I'll ever be. I don't need to go to any more classes. I don't need to go to any more conferences. I don't need to read another book or listen to another podcast. This is as good as I'm going to be. That never exists. This is, you could call it an art form. Uh, you know, a master painter is never going to paint a masterpiece and say, that's and it. Hang that, it up. That's the best I could do. Right. I'm done. He's always going to think, oh, there's, you know, one more thing I need to do, one more thing I need to work on or get better at. And I think the same thing of any, any firefighter from that perspective is, is that's what you're looking for. Whether it's, you've had great guys, we've all seen great guys, uh, super aggressive, whatever, and they get promoted or whatever, they get transferred to a slower station. They still can be the great guy in the slow station. That don't mean they're going to go to fires and you know make that push all the time or vent that hole. But how they lead and act at the station, you know, the training that they get involved in, the the attention to detail of doing their housework, staying a team member, not being that guy that turns sour, you know, because that that's a lot of it too is the attitude. You know, I think that was one of the questions we right. asked before. Was it all come down to? And you said attitude. I, yeah. I, what, when you said you can't teach courage, what do you, what do you mean? Like. Go into that a little bit more because I I think I might disagree with that a little bit. Why don't you tell me how you disagree and then I'll tell you what I think. (laughs) And I'll tell you because... Tell me why you disagree and then I'll tell you why you're wrong. When you can't teach courage, but can you teach... I'm not sure how to word this, but can you teach... um, First of all... A reason I, not to be fearful? Yeah, I'm trying to tie fear into it. Can you you lessen the fear? Does that encourage... The courage. Absolutely. But I still can't teach you to make that step to go and learn what's not fearful about it. I could give you all the skill sets in the world to understand fire, fire, fire dynamics, you know, fire behavior. But if you're not willing to engage and make that first step, well, okay, it's, it's so not really going to help you. Here's where I'm going to go with it. I think you can. I think you can do it. But I think it's built on the. That's uh, it. I'm out of here. The foundation, and hear me out on this because it's, it's kind of dumb. I drop get my new mic, mics, and this guy's going to come up. I drop my mic, like, but it's I, attached I just, to Think about this for a I'm second. Bill and I have talked about this, and he, he's going to eventually know where I'm going with this. So you're talking about you can't teach courage. I'm saying I think you actually can teach courage a little bit, but I think it has to be, and you've heard me say this a million times. You're probably going to be sick of hearing me saying it. It's got to be built on this trust, okay? Because it's like your daughter or my son or my daughters, and they're standing on the edge of the pool, and you say, I need you to you know, jump to me, you know? And they're like, they're, they're fearful of that, right. you know? And, um, but you are teaching them courage because they trust you are going to get them. They're there, right. okay? So this, this take that for the foundation of trust. So now we're trying to teach courage or uh, managing fear, so to speak, when it comes to firefighters, and we're actually engaging into dangerous stuff, whether we're making interior attacks or searches off a hose line or whatever the case may be. This gets back to my concept of what is deep. You know what I mean? Like if, if you're a new firefighter and you go out, and, you, and I'm going to use the analogy of the lake or the pool, and you get out in the pool and you get knee deep and you get nervous. And you're like, oh, man, that's deep for me. I'm not, I'm not going any further. But you have that individual with you who is, that you trust, and they say, no, no, we can, we can easily make it to waist deep, right. and we're good. You can do this. You just got to pay attention to this. You got to pay attention. And, there's, and then they go waist deep, and they have a new level of deep, and they have a new level of courage. Are you following me on that? Mm-hmm. Am, am, am I off in left field? So now we go walking out, and we get neck deep, and that's close. I mean, that's getting to the dangerous spot, but you're still, you're, you know you can go there. 
But when you were the knee-deep guy, looking at those people that were neck-deep and you didn't trust them, they were all those other things. But I guess my point was still is they wanted to be in the pool. And there's a lot of them, in my opinion, that I see that don't want to be in the pool. So, yeah, once I get them in the pool, I can build that trust with them. And that's one of the things I think is most important about you know, our level of, of the job is developing that trust and that uh, personal rapport with our, you know, uh, subordinates or our captains or whatever it is. That's why I go to station visits. I want to find out about them. I want to know what makes them tick and, you know, who, right. what kind of person they are because I want to develop that trust so that when I'm telling them, if it's an aggressive guy, when I'm telling you to come out, I, you trust that I care about you. I, I want you to survive this. So right. I'm telling you to come out because I see something really, really bad. Or that if I tell you, hey, I want you to take your crew in there and I want to do that, that they know I care about them and I'm not going to put them in a situation that's going to get them hurt, right? But if they you know, are going to not even engage, not even decide to cross the threshold, you know, it's going to be excuses or whatever. In your case, I'm not going to get in the pool at all. You know, I, like a guy used to tell me, you know, people don't drown that don't get in the pool. Right. People don't get burned if they don't go in the house. Well, and that's the wrong, that's the wrong profession so, then. Yeah, Have you not run across people like this? Am I the only one? Raise your hand. No. no I'm just kidding. Y'all can't see me raising my hand. So it's difficult to put, you know, to put that perception out that there's actually people that wouldn't go in. So courage would be an action where fear is an emotion. You're scared of something. Courage is the ability to take oh. action on that fear. That's by by definition, that would be. I'm, I'm there's a, a, a self proclaimed psychologist just told I'm us just, that, right? I, <laughs> you know I, it. I, I think think he's our definition guy. I have a different. I have a different. Courage is not. Courage is not the opposite of fear. It's not the it's not the opposite. Courage of fear. courage is still being scared, but doing, scared it anyway. doing it anyway. You know that's the John right. Wayne quote. Courage is uh, is being scared shitless, but you know saddling up anyway. Taking action. Yeah. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Courage. It's not the opposite. It's an action. Fear is an emotion. So if, going back to what you were saying, and and it's hard to even fathom that somebody wouldn't go into a fire or whatever. So staying away from that path right now, just going to the whole, can you teach courage? Can, you know, I would tend to agree with you that you can have people overcome fear. Is there things that you can do to help someone aid some people to overcome fear? Yes. Is that applicable to everybody? No, there's some people that hit a wall so let's take a very aggressive firefighter from the get-go, somebody that's extremely aggressive, what we would all um, categorize as a phenomenal firefighter. Ten years into his career, a catastrophic event takes place. All of a sudden, that aggressiveness changes along with it. Now he has certain fears because of something that took place. I think almost anybody should be able to kind of relate to that, even as a command Right. You know, I've made decisions. I had this catastrophic event that took place or something that almost took place. And all of a sudden you get fearful. You get a little bit more concerned about your decision making. So you have a phenomenal firefighter. They get to a certain point where they hit a wall, something that they were not scared of before. They're scared of today. You may be able to get that person over that hump or not. I think it's achievable. I think it could be done, but to say, can you, can everybody have courage? So you're defining a phenomenal firefighter as a fearless firefighter? No, I'm not. Okay. Just challenging you. On what you okay. Right. So no, what I'm saying is somebody who had the ability to do something one day that due to an event, they didn't, they, they were now apprehensive or couldn't do it 
because of an event. So where I'm making the push, I'm going in and you're doing all this stuff. And then a, some type of event takes place that sidelines you. And now you're a little bit more apprehensive or even fearful because of that event that took place. So Does that makes sense. Did I, mm-hmm. you're I'm, giving the eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm giving you that. I might have take a and look I, de- I definitely don't want to put words into Danny's mouth, but during, uh, his interview, he said that there was a moment that he had that changed his perspective on it. It sounded like on a call. Uh-huh. Yeah, he said street mart versus book mart. No, 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 no. Don't, 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 don't. No, right. That was different. Yeah, he had something happen. He had something happen. He had something happen. Made on some bad decisions. That changed his perspective on what he viewed. And it sounds like that's kind of the same. You're talking about a, a, a bad call that changed perspective negatively but in his case it was a bad call that changed his perspective positively so, yeah because he talked about that realizing that he needed to grow or right. that he was going to need right. to broaden and continue this uh broaden his perspective on yeah. what that good firefighter was right what, what those traits were yeah well as far as a, a good firefighter going back to that and i know we making the push and all that i got it for me, a good firefighter would be one that's truly committed. If we look at a lot of what we do is not just going and doing the fire job. I want somebody that can get along with people pretty well yeah. and not cause rifts in every corner that they turn. So personality and having the uh, the ability to <clears throat> gel well Amen. chameleon yeah. would really help out. To me, that would be a critical uh, thing for a firefighter to have. I'm not at all demeaning or taking away. I want somebody who has... The ability, or I should say that is moldable to overcome some of those fears that we can build to. So when somebody comes up, we're going now recruit class all the way through. So we can phase it all the way up through a seasoned firefighter. But coming through, I want somebody who's moldable and has a capability to overcome. Because you're going to have somebody that hits that 100-foot tower, and and, and they're nervous, but they'll overcome it. And they could be a great truck guy. They just, you know, overcoming that. But the great majority of what we do, and especially to survive the career 20, 30, 40 years is, can you get along with people? Can, right. you, can you actually serve, go to the firehouse and not cause dramatics? We have to live together every third day. And it, to me, it seems like that seems to be more of the obstacle that I've encountered versus the guy who doesn't want to go in or doesn't want to make the push or whatever. So because right. yeah, you're exactly right. The firefighting is just a small piece of the whole thing. There's but a it's, whole, it's, it's an extremely important piece that defines us. So that's I why think we it's get a bigger in. piece to the younger firefighters. We're sitting here well, saying it's looking a small at, piece yeah. to the younger firefighters. I think the firefighting piece is a huge piece. Well, it is a huge piece because we come in and that's, that's how we are defined. The whole thing right. to the entrance is, that the person that's willing to come in and be so committed and just barrel through there, at least have the capability to barrel through these obstacles that we're going to put in front of them that they never met before. Small spaces, very hot incidents, high elevation, all that kind of stuff. So that absolutely has a huge bearing on it. But how many people do we know that come in and have those capabilities and have a piss poor attitude and just will not get the support because it's not worth it. It's just this guy's just a pain in the ass. Even at that level where they have all the physical capabilities to do the physical work, 
but then they're, they're not wanted at any house because of it, because of their attitude. So can we go back to the committed word? Cause we keep using that one. And I agree 100%. That's one of those words that popped up on our, uh, fill in the blank Friday, you know, that w- that was one of the answers, wasn't it? If I remember correctly, that was one of the Probably. answers. I think that was my answer. So I definitely agree with you. <laughs> but, okay, so you're committed to firefighting and you're committed to being a good person in the station. Where I am now, committed, I want you to be committed to doing, and this is going to sound so horrible, people are going to turn us off. I want you to be committed to doing good reports, you know? I want you to be committed in all aspects of your job. How do I get voted off this podcast? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, I am sitting here and I am not agreeing with anything y'all are saying. Not agreeing with anything. Okay. I, I so, can tell on you. So, so start from the beginning and, and let's, let's walk it through of what is it that you don't agree with and why? Uh, you asked what, what, what makes a good firefighter. You're explaining what a good employee is, in my opinion. That's a, a great point. It's a guy gets along yeah. with people, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. guy does this. I want a good firefighter. When I get on the fire scene, I don't care about his attitude on how well he gets along with Johnny over here and Sally over here. I want a guy that's going to go in there and get the things done that has mastered or looked to master his craft of being a fireman. I thought that was what the question was. Maybe I, maybe I missed. You know what? what and we're we sh- about. You know oh, what? You're, point. you're actually bringing up a great point and we should have framed that out. When I see, if, when I say firefighter, I see the totality. I see the guy who's running the EMS call, doing the butt wipe, running the fire, technical rescue call, and back at the station. I don't see just the burning. So we probably didn't frame it right. Cause I'm not in disagreement with you. We are describing an employee, uh, more than so a no. firefighter. So the way I was looking at it for my description is the totality of it, everything, not just fire. Does that change it? Or are you still going to give me the, the googly eyes over there? Kind of. As far as what? Are we going with employee or are we going with? Uh, no, we're going with firefighter. firefighter. The origi- I think you're right. The original question was firefighter. We've been talking about employees. So does... What makes a great firefighter change depending on where you are in the organization? I think it does, and I I, I want to go back now and retract because it totally changes the framework of what I was well, saying. I don't think so. I think you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're absolutely wrong. And I'm going to tell who you are you why. referring to? Because you're looking at Hatch. Okay, He's looking right because at because I know what Hatch is oh, saying. Man, this is going to be our most that, popular episode here. Right he here. We are that, full on against each other. He wants that firefighter. Because we're talking about the firefighter, and you're talking about that the actual, question says. Well, firefighter is, is a more encompassing. Okay, so great. He's that person, or she is that, that person, person that yeah. can just go deep and is just unbelievable. Courage. You get what you want. You want the fire out, and they make it happen. I want a skilled individual that I can place in any scenario, and they get it. And that's perfect, except they're an asshole, and they can't get along with Anybody. So that one three-minute event where they went in there and put the fire out, everything was perfect. And then they came out and pissed everybody off. They slung shit all over the damn place, called everybody idiots, and now we're going to sit back and say, that's a good firefighter. You kind of muddy in the waters? (laughs) (laughs) 
Because I can say the exact same thing. He's the guy that goes in there. He does the exact same thing. He comes out. He pats people on the back. He makes the Gatorade. He changes the bottles. And that's right. what I call a good firefighter. Right. It, it, I mean, you're muddy in the waters. I can make you all different types of variations. But, yes, when I boil it down, he or she, I want them to be – when I, they show up on the scene, they are totally prepared, ready to go. They have done everything they can to be the best at what they do when they get there. And I, to me, that's the definition of a firefighter. Now, an employee, whole different scenario. I want them to get along with people. I want them to have all that stuff, do good reports, that stuff too. That's great. I actually think we're all on the same page because what you said, be prepared, uh, you know, uh, up to that event, that's a lot of station stuff. That's someone who, when they come in, and, I, and when I think a good firefighter, that's, that's, that's not the person that's sitting in the day room with their feet up when the rest of the right. crew's out Absolutely. doing whatever. I They're agree. engaged with those individuals. This can also so, be a tremendous... But I've seen where I need the guy to be the, the a-hole or the one that calls people out. And tells them, hey, man, I need, you're part of this crew, too. I need you to get up. So, heck, that's me half the time. That's, I'm the heavy that's in a lot of true. situations. You know, but that's the whole point is you need that guy that has the attitude that can come across. And not the guy that's like, hey, I'm everybody's friend. I'm going to do your report. Don't worry about it. It's okay. Blah, blah, blah. No. I need him to call him out. I think that does part of making. I what, think there's, there's uh, some difficulty in the question, too, because, and it was discussed earlier, but as you – hit different platforms and different levels, you have a different perception of what you're looking at. So if if you're a company officer versus an engineer versus a chief, you're defining it a little bit different. And if I go back to a certain phase of my career and you ask me that, I'm going to answer it different for today. So the waters can get very muddied based on the, based on the situations that you've been through. If you're in Shane's position and you have to put up with a great deal of the administrative components of what the ramifications are of a poor employer, poor firefighter or whatever, it, that kind of skews your picture at that level where I wouldn't see that riding backwards as a driver or even as an officer, as, as a firefighter. That's that what I'm looking picture in my mind. Who's that firefighter that I want next to me that the grit he has all of those components. He has the ability to get tough when he needs to get tough. He has the ability to pat somebody in the back when they need to pat somebody in the back or tell them they're being an asshole if they need to. Right. But they also are committed, bought in to the fact that our job entails more than just the gravy work, the good work. It's, it's you, want it, you want it all encompassing. This is where the crickets little. Yeah, I, I feel great. like I'm in a crucial conversation, like I've been in one time ah. before. And I brought up the whole, you know, sometimes the juice ain't worth the squeeze, and everybody, boom. it's like dropping a grenade in the room. Yeah, I don't think we're in total disagreement. No, I actually, think that I don't think we are in disagreement. We're not. Our it's listeners just, might disagree. Well, you know, <laughs> whether or not we disagree, I'll yeah. tell you what the caution. I don't would know. Be. I think your order of Kool Aid's ready. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, you're a hundred percent right. You're a hundred percent right because exactly I'm just what I was kidding, thinking. I'm just kidding. We're going back to some earlier conversations. I love it. <laughs> He's kidding, but that's exactly what I what I'm thinking in my head is the conversation could be easily misconstrued to go okay at a certain point you go up in the ladder and you've lost your connection to what a good firefighter is and you're not now you're not paying attention to the one that is gritty and getting in there you don't lose sight of that i mean that's a that's a so i i guess not to cut you off but you did it's fine yeah or maybe to, to cut, cut you off, off. <laughs> all right so could i have a guy who's not a good firefighter but is a good employee Absolutely. 
He yes. gets along at the station. He or he or she, they they do the reports. They do great housework. They show up to the classes. They're on time. They're never late. Yeah. Get to the scene. They can't. They can't fight fire. Right. But God, to Shane's so point. Hard. Yeah, but to yeah. Shane's point, you can't have it all on the other side. It can't just be no, a no, good no. firefighter without asked, being a good. Is is that a possibility? Yes. Yes. It yes. is. It is. But let me just throw something in there real yes. quick. It absolutely is. But I see that whole thing as a firefighter that's where i'm having a little disconnect is i'm not separating employee firefighter technical rescue guy ems i'm going a firefighter to me is all-encompassing so yes you can have one that's great at all the administrative work brews the best coffee in the world and everybody loves him he sucks on the fire ground when you guys were talking about it you were describing the guy that does the good reports that gets along with people at the station that you know is about you you didn't talk about that part of it you know, and, I, and it was that whole thing I was talking about. You can't teach courage. You don't have to teach courage to go clean the toilet or to you know to cook for I everybody. Don't know about it, that. Some, <laughs> it was a setup. It come Mike. to some of these toilets. Was we had a plan against you this whole time. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> See if I can foil that plan, sir. So you're a hundred percent right. Thank you. I'm gonna I blame on Pabell. that part. Oh, on that part, I blame Pabell because he didn't define firefighter at the beginning of this. Well, I didn't yeah, open it I'll up. Blame Shane did. All right, fine. You, you <laughs> usually define things. Well, I just you didn't defined, I defined. I defined courage. So hatch. <laughs> what I have one definition. Out. That's all I need. Courage and fear. I defined. So <laughs> let me because this conversation could really go sideways and be I think heard. It has. Yeah, I, I'm with you. But well, it, if it, we go sideways a few more times, we'll be right back where we started. Exactly. Right. So I'm going to take it to another side. Yeah, it's like a Z pattern. We'll get back. That's pretty funny. When I say firefighter, when I'm looking at a firefighter, and that's probably almost how we should have started, to be honest with you, it is so all-encompassing that, and I understand what you're saying where, you know, the person that stands outside, I don't, and I don't know how, how else to frame this. I don't classify those as firefighters. I don't see that as a firefighter. In other words, if the public is listening to this right now, Right, they're listening to this right now, and they go, "You're trying to tell me that you have firefighters that won't fight fire." That's you see what I'm saying. So I didn't go down that path because in my mind, you when I framed it up. <laughs> 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 well, this was the whole thing where I was talking about teaching courage. You know, and he disagreed. He said, "You, uh, you can't teach courage." Okay. All right. Well, this has been an awesome. Uh, uh, it has. Hatch, you and I were. At, I'm at least seventy five percent on board with you. Not a. Yeah. So right. it's not a total loss. Yeah, I'm like five percent on board with you. You guys are gonna have really. <laughs> Which five percent is it? The part that you're actually speaking. I think that's pretty awesome. <laughs> Everything coming out of your mouth, I couldn't care less. But uh, I love that you're talking. It's awesome. All right. Well, once again, I don't think we've solved anything. That's but, what we uh, do. Yeah. Nothing. Specialize in it. Um, We've gotten so good at solving no problems. Awesome. <laughs> we are definitely ambassadors of issues with no resolve. <laughs> uh, this is going to be a good table conversation for people. That are gonna, oh, that was the other thing I was going to bring up. So have you ever heard the whole thing that there's two types of firefighters? There's good firefighters and good guys. I thought you were going to say Yes, that. I've heard that. Okay. No, but you can't be both. You can't be both. Yeah. Good guy Ooh. is the guy that gets along the station. Everybody likes him, blah, blah, blah. Good firefighter is the one that you super respect you want to go to war with. He can't yeah, be a good why guy. Are those mutually exclusive? How come he can't be a good just, guy? I don't know, but this is the way this thing. I don't thing, agree I'm with that. This is in the yeah, station. I don't, I don't agree, agree with that. I agree with it. I'm just telling you. Well, let me ask you. Could the good firefighter not be a good guy? Sure. See, I, I think it's a mix. 
what I, if you're having gal. a conversation right or now at the station and you think gal. that we're all nuts, that's the first right, thing I would have you do is say, define what you are defining. What is a firefighter? Be very specific about it because then it, it, it could just lead to sideways conversation. Sideways conversation. You know, there's a, a podcast that Shane and I listened to, and one of the episodes was talking to an NBA player, one of the best uh, in the business, and uh, he was great at it, but. Uh, the interesting quote about him in his autobiography was uh, half the half the league didn't like him and the other half hated him. But he was a good basketball player, you know. So yeah, do you? I think you got to be both. I was originally told I was equally liked and disliked in the department. <laughs> <laughs> you mean like 50-50 or yeah, yeah, like half of them like you and half of them don't? Well, in that same thing. 50-50? Well, I mean. Half the time I like you. So half wait, the wait, time wait, I don't. wait. Does that That's leave 50, you optimistic 50. or pessimistic about your position? I don't Ooh. know. Does Ooh. it leave me? Yeah. Is the glass half empty uh, or half full? Well, they're not nice going to say full. you're a nice guy. Why wouldn't they? They may. I they think. May. I, I think know. they do. I think there's a chance that they could. I was do trying that. to call him a good firefighter. Right, right, right. Uh, uh, I knew where he was going. I'm not too self-imposed. That's that's an honor bestowed upon me, not one I self-imposed. I was really trying there for you, had I appreciate it. To get you those nasty eyes away from me. By the way, firefighter is defined as a person who fights fire. Therefore, he's correct. This conversation went shit south in a hurry because Hatch is right. Hatch is absolutely right. If I could drop this mic and if it waste wasn't hundred dollars, yeah. I would. If it wasn't attached to an arm, right? That's right. <laughs> okay, so, uh, Mike, you win. All right. Good. Do we have to start all Fire over fighters. now and define? Are we, are we, uh, we, you know what this makes me realize, and maybe I'm wrong about this. Sorry, the movie Three Hundred, and he talks about you didn't bring as many warriors as right. Whatever. Yes, right. and he says he starts asking what do they yeah. do, and he's yeah. like, I brought more warriors than you yeah. do. Right. No, it's all about how you yep. define it. What yeah. do you do? I run EMS calls. What do you? What do you do? I clean the bathroom. What do you do? I do all the reports. What do you do? I fight fire. That's right. <laughs> all right. Good discussion. Great. And discussion. we threw a movie reference in there, yeah. so it's, it, it is now complete. Uh, check us out on Facebook, uh, and you can always uh, catch us on Twitter. Uh, Bill's Twitter is at BillCTP. Hatches is at HatchCTP. Shane is at a Shane CTP. And Pabell is at Troche CTP. So we appreciate you listening. Hopefully uh, this little discussion will uh, spur discussion uh, wherever you are. Uh, hopefully it's as spirited as it was here today, and I'm sure we'll, there won't be a, this won't be the end of it. And uh, don't forget our website, uh, combustibletopodcast.com. A lot of cool stuff going on there, reading list, who we are. If you have any suggestions, questions, concerns, make sure you send them to us. Also on Facebook, we're we're on Facebook and constantly putting uh, information and pictures out. Yep, and uh, we can't end a podcast until we all say well. So well, well. well. All right, well, that's okay. it. <laughs> Catch you next time. <laughs>